Hey folks, and welcome back to another episode of Get Wrecked, the only podcast anywhere in the world where two buds take turns recommending and reviewing some of their favorite pop culture hits, hidden gems, and oddities. I'm of course your host and resident silly boy Thor, joined today as always by my friend and co-host, give him fuel, give him fire, give him that which he desires, it's Micah. Hey, that, so I, okay, I know the intro to that, because it's like, Give him fuel, give him fire, give him fuel, which I desire. Yeah, and then it's like, Ooh, yeah. 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 I cannot think of the band that that is, though. Really? Yeah. Metallica. Well, that's why I can't think of it. I not They're not very high on my list. Okay, that's I'm not also not a, <laughs> like a huge Metallica fan. Yeah. You, the reason I really know that song, yeah. in the late 90s, probably when that song came out, early 2000s. Okay. There was a game for, I believe, the PlayStation. Yeah. And it was a racing game, but it was a Hot Wheels racing game. Ooh. So, like, you raced little, you raced Hot Wheels. It was just a sure. Need for Speed racing game type thing. Just Hot Wheels. But you, you were driving those cool-ass Hot Wheels cars, and you would drive on tracks with, like, loops and shit. Yeah. They, you know, they recently came out, like, a couple of years ago, they came out with another one of those, and it's legitimately rated as, like, one of the top arcade racing games right now for video games. I believe I yeah. loved that game. It was super fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I thought that you were bringing in Metallica just because of the sound of that guy's voice and how it connects to the band that we're going to be talking about. Yeah. Today. I think James Hetfield could do some throat singing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that I really know him is that song where he's like, hey, 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 here I go. I'm hurt. I'm suffer. That's it. On the road. Turn the page. That song. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, which is a uh, God who's uh, here. I am on, on the, the road, road again. again. God, what's his name? The guy who wrote that song. Uh, it was Tom Petty. No, uh, it God was Eric it. Clapton. No, it was John Elway. Oh, uh, no. Uh, Neil Armstrong. No. Neil Young. Yep, that was him. Because that's from, that was my next guess. That's from. I mean, it's actually a pretty cool album. It's called. Uh, Something with Garage, where it's literally just an album of covers. Cars with Garage. Cars with Garage. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know any of that era of music, really. It's it's kind of a blind spot in my You might my like collection. that as far as like, I, I'm also not a huge Metallica fan, but that's a a cool album. I know it's that It's just them doing covers. I know so. that they're widely loved, and that's fine, but- I just, I don't know, man. It's they're just not for me. I just, I try, I tried to get into um, Ozzy Osbourne too, and I just couldn't. Yeah, I'm not a huge metal fan, so like it doesn't really do a lot for me. I love Black Sabbath. I don't really like Ozzy. I so I really Black Sabbath. I think is a band where I like their singles, Mm -hmm. but I don't like their stuff that's not singles. Okay, that makes sense. I, I just, I try. I'm honestly probably the same because I don't have like a deep, rich knowledge. I yeah. Just... Well, I grabbed like, because of, you know, War Pigs and Crazy Train, like things like that. I'm like, these, these well, are cool Well, Crazy songs. Train is Ozzy. That's not Black Sabbath. Well, it's the same person to me. It's all the same <laughs> to me. All right. I don't care. It's all the same to me. <laughs> okay. He's singing. It's Ozzy. It's Black Sabbath. There, I know that the band is not only the singer, but... Mm, all right. If if you have the Beatles and then you get rid of Paul McCartney and John Lennon and replace them with somebody else, it's not going to be the Beatles anymore. Yeah. So that's just well, no. So 
Okay, I'm going to have to fight you on this one. Okay, all right. Because a big part of Black Sabbath is Tommy Iommi. I don't know who he, that is. He's the guy who plays guitar. He wrote the riff for Iron Man, like okay. the most famous guitar riff ever. Sure, but what I'm... Everybody who ever learns to play guitar plays. Yeah. Okay, but here's here's the thing. That, that's like his guitar playing is a big part of Black Sabbath. Okay. Whereas when you get to Ozzy, you get Randy Rhodes. That's crazy train. Okay, so here's... Also good, different though. Okay, but here is my argument to that. Whatever, um, whatever guitar, amp, pickups, whatever the combination of whatever it was that that guitar player was using for Black Sabbath mm-hmm. to have that specific style of sound. Yes, he absolutely has his own way. There's there's uniqueness in how people play instruments just as there's uniqueness as how people sing. I yeah. get that. But once those albums have been made or once those songs have been created, they could take that guy, they could kick him out, they could bring in another guitar player who might have a different style, but they could give him the same exact guitar and say, play this. Now that it's done, you would not be able to tell the difference. Okay, that's fair. And yeah, you, you could, could recreate a sound. Yeah, and you couldn't do that with a singer. It'd be tougher anyway. Okay, I, that's, I, I think that it would be fair point, like yeah. much, much tougher. So that's when people are like, oh, the, the lead singer is not the only part of the band. Yeah, I know. I get that. But what I'm saying is it, often they're the face. Like they're the, they're the, um, the part of the music that's just super easy to, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's, no, I agree. I'm just saying, like, when Ozzy did Ozzy uh-huh. versus Black Sabbath, those are two very different things. Nope, like, it's, musically, it's all Ozzy they're Osborne. very different. All Ozzy Osbourne to me. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, that's where I'm, I'm standing right there. Stand, okay, so if we have a whole group of Mongolian folk metal music, and then they get rid of the lead singer and bring in Papa Roach... Not the same band. Okay. Yeah, but once, but that's not what we're talking about, though. It is what I'm we're talking about. I'm saying Black Sabbath and the music that Ozzy made, the, like, uh-huh. stylistically, it's just different music. Is it, though? The, like, the music that Black Osborne Sabbath made versus Crazy Train yeah. is very, it just, it's very different. How different is Wings from the Beatles? Pretty different. Nah, it's, it's all Paul <laughs> McCartney. <laughs> it's all Paul McCartney. Or Paul McCartney's doppelganger. So... I mean, it's it's basically the same thing. Okay. It's basically the same thing. I, I stand by it. I'll die on this hill. And Wings did play a lot of Beatles songs. Yeah. See? Yeah. You're you're making a good steel man argument there, Thor. It's very different. <laughs> Crazy Train sounds nothing like <laughs> like Paranoid. And it sounds like, like Ozzy Osbourne to me. And, uh, is that the name of the song? Shock. I don't even know the name of the song. Yeah. <laughs> But Crazy Train sounds very different from War Pigs and Iron Man. Yeah. But it's still different Ozzy eras Osborne. of music. Sure. Yeah. So that's just the artist evolving with the times. Okay. Yep. Yep. The same way that uh like the same way that Picasso changed his style over time and invented cubism. That's all that's happening there. Ozzy Osbourne's just changing it up. Shaking it up. Instead of biting bats off of, you know, their heads, he's going to go to, I don't know, koalas next. Yeah. Yeah. And then have <laughs> and make a reality show with his stupid family. Exactly. Yeah. Changing with the times. Yep. That show is the same as Black Sabbath. It's the exact same <laughs> thing. Because it's Ozzy Osbourne. Because <laughs> it's Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. Something about him, though, that is kind of wild. I'm amazed 
at how, and maybe it's just because when I really started hearing him talk is when he was on the Osbournes uh-huh. and all the drugs had already taken their toll. Yeah. But when he, even like when he's singing, even in that time frame, his singing's really clear. But his, yeah, his dialect, funny? like yeah. when he's talking, it's, I don't know what you're saying, man. But he did a song, you know, he did a song with The Weeknd. Ozzy Osbourne, Black Sabbath, did a song with The Weeknd. Insane. I, I, I haven't, I'm you not know what? interested in hearing you it. You know what? I'm wrong. It's not The Weeknd. It's Post Malone. Even better. Okay. It's Ozzy Osbourne and Post Malone. He might have done a song with The I Weeknd. Mean, Post Malone's kind of into a lot of like, like, Random stuff. I kind of like Post Malone. He's like a cool the, guy, yeah. The more that I see of Post Malone, the more I kind of like him. Yeah, he's a magic dork. Of course we like him. That's like- true. That's <laughs> true. But there's there's a there was a commercial, I think, in one of the um, like Super Bowls where it's Post Malone and he's standing there and he's just trying to decide what he wants because he's like, I could get this snack or I could get this snack. And it's like 10 seconds of him having that internal monologue uh-huh. and then he just goes wait a second i'm post malone i'm rich i'll just buy both <laughs> yeah he seems like a fun he seems like a genuinely like fun guy like he'd be fun to hang out with yeah like he's oh. a dork he just hangs out and plays Baldur's gate and magic and shit yeah like when he's not making music like he's right. rich and he's not like this uh God, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, he thinks he's better than oh, you. Yeah, hotty uh, toddy. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. Yeah, he's not. He's not trying to like be above everybody and like he doesn't oh, feel superior. Yeah, I'm not gonna try. I'm not gonna adopt th- thirteen children from Africa and try to change the world. He's just like, no, I'm gonna make music, and when I'm not, I'm gonna get stoned and play video games and board games. Yeah, and spend what, what was it, two million dollars on the the One Ring? The magic. Uh, I think like. Yeah, he spent like $3 million on a magic card. Yep. Because there's only one of them. <laughs> Which is kind of great. It It's kind of wild. And what would be awesome is if he just sleeved it and played with it. Oh, my god. You know gosh. what I mean? Like, that's... You know, that'd be a pretty big flex. Yeah, no, that's, It'd be that's what you should do. Huge flex. Like, so we're going to get a little bit diverted here talking about Magic the Gathering, folks. So Sorry. Th- there's such a big, like, collectible aspect to it. That, like, I've never enjoyed that part of it. Like, they're toys for children. They're made to be played with. Have fun with them. Like, I get that there is monetary value to them, and in some cases it can get to be, you know, pretty, like, pretty expensive and actually, like, a genuine investment. Sure. But fuck all that. <laughs> they're, it's a game that's meant to be played and enjoyed. Like... I've never liked that aspect of the collector aspect of it, of like, let me collect this card and keep it in mint condition so I can sell it for more later. Like, no, that's not what it's meant to be. Yeah, right. I get people who do like that. Sure, more power to you. But for me, that's just never been. I feel like if you have that mindset, just invest in stocks. Yeah. Like, like if you're trying to make money, just just do that. Mm -hmm. But. You know, for, for, you know, if that's what you're into, though, go for it. Go nuts. Um, yeah. Anyway, so speaking of, we're going to be talking about the who today. Yeah. Mongolian metal music. Mongolian metal music. Awesome segue. Um, Thor, do you want to, are you ready? Are we ready to get into this? Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Hey folks, make sure to stay up to date on all the latest episodes by following us at Get Wrecked Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Or if you have any recommendations you'd like to hear us review on the show, you can contact us directly via email. Or, I don't know, maybe you just want to send us some feet pics. You creep, I don't know what you're into. I don't care. We'll review those too. What do you think of that, huh? In any case, all your requests, feedback, and general criticism of the straight white patriarchy can be sent to getrectpod at gmail.com. That's G-I-T-R-E-C-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. All right, folks, so today we are going to be discussing a band called The Who. Uh, Not the British rock band, I guess they're a rock band, right? The Who? Yeah, Yeah. not them, though. Uh, Who else would we be talking about? The Who. But what? The Who? Yeah, The Who. who. But who is The Who? It's The Who. This time it's The Who, H-U, from Mongolia. And they are a... uh, they are a Mongolian, they're described as a Mongolian uh, folk metal band. I I tried to preface yesterday, or yeah, yesterday, last episode when I was recommending this, that I don't necessarily think that metal is a good genre to categorize them in, mm-hmm. but that's what everybody seems to be throwing them into. Yeah, I pulled up a quick, um, just because I was more, I was interested in like what, instruments they use sure and so i pulled up their wikipedia and it says that they uh themselves call their style of music who knew rock a term inspired by like the like new metal and zanu an ancient tribal confederation of uncertain origins known as who knew in mongolia yeah so basically they don't necessarily even refer to themselves as metal either they're like we're who knew rock yeah that i mean that makes sense Right, because I don't really think that they're heavy metal. I don't think there's anything really heavy metal about them. <laughs> yeah, no, not, not really. I think maybe their style and kind of their aesthetic certainly feels metal. Sure. Like they do a bunch of videos of them riding motorcycles through the desert with big leather jackets with spikes on them. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah. That's pretty metal. Yeah, I guess I guess that that's true. Visually, they're a little bit metal. Um, So... Yeah, these guys showed up. Um, I actually started finding their music when Freya was born and we were in the hospital for the duration that we were in the hospital Mm -hmm. with her. And when you're just kind of in the hospital with nothing to do for months, you just go down YouTube rabbit holes. You really do. And I just found these guys. And I think back then I was like, you know what? Thor would be somebody who would have thoughts on this. So I, I I think that I sent you one of their videos. The first one that I saw was a song called Wolf Totem mm-hmm. and sent that because it starts out with some awesome string music and then these guys just doing some interesting uh, interesting singing where they, it's called um, Mongolian, shoot. It throat just, singing? Yes, Mongolian throat singing, which is, is a type of singing that's like a polyharmonic thing where you can sing and hit two notes with one voice, um, and it's got a really, really unique sound. So, with that, Thor, um, we covered or we listened to the first album called The Gerig, which is G-E-R-E-G. Thor, initial thoughts? What do you what do you think about this version of The Who? 
I don't like it as much as the regular version of the who the British version of the who. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's interesting for me. This music is more of like, kind of like an oddity. Whereas like, I don't necessarily love it, mm-hmm. but I find it very interesting. So immediately, I think they immediately get points where they're doing something I've never heard before, which immediately makes me take interest in it. Sure. So they immediately get bonus points where, oh, this is unlike anything else. So by that metric, it's cool and I'm interested in it. Yeah, well, that's kind of what stuck out to me when I heard them for the very first time, because it was so unlike anything that I had ever heard. I just couldn't stop listening to it. And so they they were releasing songs one at a time prior to the whole album being dropped. Oh, okay, cool. So I would listen to like three songs on loop, essentially, while I was in the hospital, because that's all that was out. And then when their whole album came out, I listened to that for a bit. Um, I, I, I can't understand anything about what they're saying as far, you know, I don't speak any of their language, but I thought that they had one, a really cool image. And two, I thought that it was awesome that they were playing these instruments that I'd really never seen. Uh, obviously the singing is very, very unique and it just had a vibe that I really, really, uh, I was really jiving with. Yeah, I get that. Um, my first, like, so here's the thing about this music okay. is I feel like every song kind of sounds the same. They're the Asian version of Mumford and Sons, where it's like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, where it's like kind of traditional music and it all kind of sounds the same. Yep. Yeah. Because every, here's the thing. Every single song is like, they have this, this same drum yeah you feel like you're going to war literally like you can switch between songs and it's like am i listening to a different song sure yeah so i think they're very cool um i i think that it is a bit repetitive though okay like if i'm being honest yeah and maybe part of that is too like this is music that's very much not western music you know it's very a definitely a traditional you know, Mongolian uh, style. Mm-hmm. So maybe there are some intricacies and differences in it that my ear is just not used to hearing. Yeah. So I struggle to hear a lot of differences in the songs. Yeah. there. So I was trying to research this band knowing that we were going to be discussing it because uh-huh. ultimately I wanted to figure out more about what this band was about. And I can't tell you how hard it was to find information at least maybe the information that i was looking for it was really tough to find a lot of the story behind their music but i don't i'm not thinking about there i wasn't looking for how did they form together and get to be a band what i'm thinking of is the content of which that they sing as far as their lyrics and what Uh they talk about and it was interesting to me because if if you watch these on YouTube or, or uh, any video type of atmosphere in media, they've got the subtitles of, of what they're actually singing. Yeah. And a lot of it is paying homage and recognizing their culture and their history. And yeah, m- from what I was looking at, they use a, a lot of their lyrics incorporate um, traditional Mongolian war cries yeah. and poetry. Yeah. And so like, that's pretty cool. 
But I also am so ignorant to that side of history. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really... I, the only thing that I really know about the Mongols as a historical thing is that they weren't very well liked by Japan or China. Yeah. And they... At least... That's what I think. Yeah. But, but I really don't know much about the history at all. Yeah. One of their greatest leaders, Genghis Khan, I mean, yeah. was probably one of the greatest warriors or at least war leaders of all of history. Right. But I, from everything that I've heard about him, it wasn't like he was a, a, uh, I don't know how to say this, a, like a good quote unquote guy. He's not right? the guy you would want to be your enemy. Certainly because, not. Because right? people were going to come, they were going to burn your village, rape your women, yeah. and then steal your children and indoctrinate in them into their army after they killed you and all your women. Yeah. So with that being <laughs> like, said, I like that limited knowledge that I have, I'm like, it's interesting to me that this group is like really getting deep into their culture. Mm-hmm. I know that that's not the whole, it can't be right. No. It can't be the whole culture of it. So I just, for me, I was trying to figure out more about where they were coming from and what exactly it was that they're trying to pay homage to and recognize in their past. Yeah. So they were a very interesting band for me to try and investigate. And it's amazing to me how little information I could find on them with that. So anyway, for what that's worth, I wish that I had um, a ton of really, really cool things. I even started looking up Mongol history, like the history of Mongolia. Yeah, I imagine that's probably tough, too, because to my understanding, the Mongols were, they're like no nomads, nomadic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I would assume a lot of their history is probably like oral history. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's neat. I, I think that maybe neat's not the word. Fascinating to me is where this band kind of lies because there's so much that I don't know and listening to them makes me want to learn more about like where they're coming from uh, the culture and history that they're paying homage to. It makes me interested in it, honestly. And I think that that's part of part of what they're, I don't think that they're trying to be like advocates for the Mongol history. I don't know Uh if that's necessarily what they're trying to do, but what they are trying to do is take their historical stuff and their culture and bring it into a Western type of music style, which I think is really, really cool. Yeah. It, it makes it very interesting. It's definitely a unique sound. Was there anything Thor that kind of jumped out to you or did it all really kind of blend together? Um, What do you mean exactly? Like I, I love the instrumentation. So this is before we started, I was looking up a couple things. Yeah. So kind of what sets them apart specifically is a, I think they do kind of have this similar drum beat going on Mm -hmm. um, of these. uh, I don't know exactly what you call it, but those like those big drums that just kind of bum, 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 that sound like war drums. Mm -hmm. Um, But some of the other instruments they use, um, one of them is called the Morin Kerr, which is, uh, it's commonly referred to as the horse head fiddle. Okay. Which it's basically like an upright bass that's played kind of like a cello, but it only has a couple strings. Sure. And then the other one, God, I'm going to butcher this. <laughs> the the Tovshur. Oh, yeah. T-O-V-S-H-U-U-R. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it is a two or three stringed lute played by the Western tribes. 
called the Altai Uragalis. Interesting. Uh, and the Kalka people. Um, so it's kind of closely tied. I'm just reading this right off here. It's closely tied to the folklore of Western Mongolian people and accompanied the performance of storytellers singing and dancing. So really, and then you get the throat singing as well, which there's a whole history on that as well. Like that is, once again, going along with how interesting and fascinating all of this is. Yeah. They're using these instruments and this throat singing technique, all of which have their own kind of like unique and embedded history in Mongolian culture. Sure. So, and I think that's obviously the stuff that stands out right away. Like the throat singing is wild because it really the, is wild. it's a person. I mean, it's not singing the way we think of it. It almost sounds like groaning. It's like, whoa, blah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. but like, I'm not doing it justice because he's like, they're hitting like multiple frequencies in this singing as they're doing it yeah and it's this weird interesting technique that probably takes years and years to master right that's kind of what what i, I would, would think assume, it, right? it's just such a weird kind of um sound i don't know man it's so unique and it it makes me happy because these guys are actually touring worldwide like they're yeah. getting that big good and and it's cool to see something so I'm going to use the word, you can cancel me if you want, weird, all right? <laughs> so weird, come to the forefront of music. Like, they're not shaking things up to the degree that the Beatles were, but no. But this is definitely unique, and it stands out, and I think that it's really, really cool to see something like this, and it just kind of breaks the monotony of, I don't know, the four-piece band. Sure, yeah. You know what I really like uh, as far as, because I'll be honest, I didn't love this. Um, but of the songs, uh, on, on this album that I really liked, there's two that I really liked. One is called the legend of mother swan. Okay. And then the other one is called song of women. Those are softer songs, aren't they? Yeah. They're, yeah. they're kind of softer, slower songs. Mm -hmm. And I think they honestly show a little bit more of, I, I get why they're, they don't have videos for those ones. And they're probably not their bigger songs. Because they're, they're a lot more subdued. Yeah. But I feel like they show a lot more of the musicianship in that one, and they almost feel like they're telling a story. Yeah. And, yeah, so I kind of, honestly, I kind of like their softer sounds a little bit better. Okay. And they almost feel a little bit more electronic and a little less metal-leaning. Okay. Which, and that's kind of my, me too, you know, I tend to like more singer songwriter stuff and sure. kind of more melodic stuff. And those ones kind of fit that, you know, fit that better for me, I think. Yeah. Oh man. Looking here. Um, in 2020, the who were selected as this is off of Wikipedia. So take this with a grain of salt folks. Um, but they were selected as one of 53 artists to participate in Metallica's 13th anniversary album called the Metallica blacklist. Oh, okay. That's cool. Um, they contributed a cover of Through the Never. Oh, man, I thought you were going to say Fuel, and I was like, that would be hilarious, because I had no idea. <laughs> okay. I don't know the song Through the Never, but I would be interested to hear that if yeah, The take. Who is doing it. <laughs> yeah, their take on Metallica. Yeah. So, interesting, something else they did. They are featured in two video games from the Star Wars universe. Oh, yeah? They're in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Okay. And the sequel to that, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Oh, man. So, so several of their songs can be heard throughout 
uh, the gameplay. That's awesome. Performed by the in-band game, the Agasar. So, oh, so in the game. Yeah, in the in the game, they basically made like this alien band. That's and they so used cool. The, the Who's music. So and, the Who's music is canon in Star Wars. Then. Yeah. That's and this amazing. is what they said. They were like, we were all fans of Star Wars beforehand. We started watching the movies at such, such young ages and all wanted to be Luke Skywalker. The character of Luke gives us a desire to be strong, honest men. I can get behind that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, so that's pretty neat. They get to I love Star that about Star Wars is when you get like cuz everybody has like such a story behind that when mm-hmm. people like I feel like say what you will about uh you know Disney and Lucasfilm and the last, you know, 5 or probably like 10 years of what they've done. Mm-hmm. I feel like one thing they always have done well in the uh in this kind of like new era of star Wars is they give people who have like real fandom for it, a chance to like be part of the world. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I'm really excited. I, so I played, did I tell you that I started playing not to just totally derail and go to star Wars real quick, but to totally derail and go to star Wars real quick. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> the, that Jedi fallen order game. Uh huh. I played it. Yeah. We had talked about it and then like it, Killed your save. Yeah, 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 like yeah, the game yeah. Froze so, and killed your save. so my father-in-law and um, mother-in-law got me the sequel for Christmas. Ooh, Survivor. Yeah, it looks good. So now I'm gonna have to uh, now I'm gonna have to like restart that. And you know what? You got a PS5 for Christmas. Yeah. So after I beat the first one, I'm gonna give it to you. Unless you've played it. Have you played it? I've played Fallen Order. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then after I, I beat really the second it, one, yeah. I'm going to give you the second one. Nice. Yeah. And then and then we'll review it on yeah, the show. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But anyway, I'm just, I'm really looking forward to playing those games. But anyway, back to the Who. Yeah. So they actually had one of their singles from their first, this Garrick album. They, something that they did. And I got to say, the Who, if you're listening, stop doing this. Don't do it ever again. <laughs> All right. They paired up with Papa Roach and had Papa Roach sing in one of their songs. It's a song that already exists from the album. And then I don't know if they thought because we're coming to America, like we need some English singing in it. That's kind of funny. And you know what? That's possible. And you know what's funny is they're probably like, dude, Papa Roach. They're huge in America. What a huge, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're 20 yeah. years behind because they're in Mongolia. Yeah. <laughs> like the biggest metal band in America, the Papa Roach. Papa Roach. No, don't do it. Because I listened to that song and I thought, this song is no good. Like, it just, it takes so much of the creativity and uniqueness out of what mm-hmm. they're doing and just turns it into a radio rock album or a radio rock song. Yeah, no, I think this is a band of the sum is greater than the whole of the parts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where I don't honestly, I mean, I don't think I'd be super in. I don't think throat singing has a particularly great appeal for me. I don't think a lot of their traditional instruments have a particularly incredible appeal to me but when you put it all together it becomes something interesting and awesome yeah so when you start moving around those parts it's like no just let it be yeah (laughs) just just let it be um yeah because it's so i don't know it's just a unique thing um they were evidently on tour during the pandemic and they just like were in australia and got locked down in australia oh no for for months and so they started releasing videos on YouTube 
of, of them just cooking. Yeah. And they called it Who's in the Kitchen. They seem like a like a bunch of really cool guys. Yeah. They really, really do. Um, and I don't know how many of their music videos that you watched. When after I recommended it, I was like, you I would also recommend watching some of the videos because just listening to them, I think, gives you a certain aspect of their music and where they're coming from. But watching it, I mean, the videos, honestly, I'm going to say the same thing I said about the music. It's like they kind of have a formula. It's like, let's go to the desert and ride motorcycles (laughs) and look like Mongolian warriors. But instead of our instead of weapons, we have our instruments. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that is that is their uh, thing. And something as much as I enjoyed those music videos, I really, really hate. I hate with a passion music videos that have like a three minute intro to the song. Yeah, I get that. I think it's I I agree. But I think here and with the type of music they do, Mm -hmm. I think it's very fitting because their music is very much telling these stories like I'm this is an assumption. I could be wrong, but I believe in this traditional Mongolian music that a lot of times that was probably how they told stories and it was probably part of storytelling. Okay, so. I would assume that their music, because I didn't really watch a lot of like reading the story, like you said, listening to their music and having subtitles to see exactly what they're doing. Yeah. But just based on the song titles and the music, you can tell they are telling, they are doing, you know, storytelling. Yes, they absolutely Through are. their music. So I think it's kind of fitting, even though, yeah, I agree. I don't love when you get a two minute video before you even get to the music. Yeah. I think it's pretty fitting here for what they're doing. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just blame Michael Jackson for that. It's all his fault. Why is that? Because he would make music videos that were 10 minutes long when the song itself was like three minutes long because he would want his music videos to be movies. Yeah. So I just feel like, I don't know. He was the first one that I really knew who did that type of stuff. So he I probably just, was the one who really like. I just blame him for it. Kind of started that. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, because I mean, he had a music video with Eddie Murphy in it. Why? <laughs> like, why? He he had a mu- music video with uh, Chris Tucker in it. Like, why? Just, just you know, hot take. Those super long music videos, worst thing Michael Jackson ever did. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know Kidding. what? Kidding. <laughs> So there was, there was a part of me, there was a part of me that legitimately was like, I completely agree, Thor. And then I realized what you were doing. <laughs> and then, cause I was allegedly, thinking, allegedly, allegedly it's the worst thing yeah. he's ever done. Yeah. <laughs> cause I, my brain was on like the professional side of, of what he was doing. And I'm like, you know what? A hundred percent. I agree. I agree with all. And then I'm like, Oh, well then there's the personal life. <laughs> So I don't agree. Yeah, that's a hot take. Oh, 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 my word. So I think that my favorite song from this is the song called UV UV. I don't know what it's about, but it's a bop, man. It just (laughs) it just moves. It just moves. I think that when this band is having a fast beat in their songs, that's when they're at their peak for me. Yeah, I can see that. I do like the slower stuff. I think that that's fine. 
And and I agree with you, though, that some of it can blend together. Mm -hmm. I can completely get behind that. And I'll admit that for me, it's kind of tough to listen to this album as a whole. And I think that part of it might be because I don't understand the lyrics. I don't get the language. Sure. So that with stylistically, it's pretty consistent Mm -hmm. from song to song. If I don't pay attention and then come back paying attention, sometimes I legitimately don't know if I'm still listening to the same song. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter because you don't speak the language, too. Right. So, I mean, I guess that could be a benefit in some ways, too. Yeah. But but I do think that there are songs that jump out that are like, oh, this is a solid song. Like, you can pull this out of the album, put it in a playlist. Um, yeah, you can't fault their musicianship. I not mean, at all. I think they're really well-crafted songs. Yeah. Um, and once again, maybe that repetitive nature that I'm hearing is just because I'm not as familiar with the style of music. Well, I'm, I'm willing to say that could be the case, but no, I think that there is there is repetition there. I, I'm not not necessarily as a bad thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it, again, going back to Mumford and Sons, they've got a pattern. It yeah. works for, well. You, yeah, dude, that first album they made. Like, uh-huh. I'm not a huge fan of the later stuff as it goes on. Sure, but that first album, I think it all tonally kind of feels the same. Mm-hmm. That being said, what like great album, such an incredible album. And yeah. certainly in that time frame when it came out, like right around 2010, I think probably one of the greatest albums from that time period. I would agree. I mean, they kind of set off this whole like folk revival in music yeah. with what they were doing. I think uh, still one of my favorite albums of all time. It's, like, re- yeah, I, it's I, so good. I haven't listened to it, but in a that while, being but- said, they wrote the same song 10 times over, it feels like. Yeah. A lot of times. <gasps> wasn't their main song, like, wasn't the al- the song called The Wolf? What was what was that? What was the main song off of that album? Um, So Little Lion Man was on That's there. That's what it was. Okay. Never that mind. That one's great. Um, uh, uh, Something Your Soul, Awake My Soul is on there. Yeah. Oh, man, it was Roll Away Your Stone on that album. Roll Away Your well. Stone is on there. That's an amazing song. Yeah. Dude, there are so many really good songs on there. Yeah. Oh, right. Well, anyway, I thought that there, I thought it was Little Lion Man. There's nothing about a wolf in that first album. I was thinking, oh, wolf, wolf totem, back to Mongolia. But no, (laughs) nope, we're not finding common ground. Not right now. But, um, but I do agree. Their music does, they being uh, the who. I do agree that their music can, can kind of sound monotonous. Like repetitive, yeah. Um, again and again. That being said, I think that it's a very cool sound. I think mm-hmm. this is like cruising music. Like stick it in the car and drive music. Yeah, this still I listened to it mostly at work, okay. and I found it like it was good. It was good background music for like doing stuff where I was like, it just it was just kind of in in the background as I was doing stuff, yeah, and. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, I think there's something to be said for that. Yeah. Um, would you, do you think that you would listen to more of this or no? Probably not. Not on my own, certainly. No? Okay. No. I'm, and honestly, I don't know if I'll be coming back to this. Once This is, for me, it's more of the actual story of it and what it is. Yeah. Is more interesting to me than the actual thing. Okay. Like, I love what they're doing. I think they're very cool, but it doesn't really grab me and 
kind of pull me to be like, oh, I want to keep listening to this. It's just the actual the actual thing itself is more interesting than it is actually good. Okay. How so? How with that being said, how do you think that this band is going to progress? So like they've made two albums. Their second album. Uh, let's see. When was their second album out? The second one was called Rolling Thunder, and that was 2022. Their first album came out in 2019. Okay. So that's fairly quickly to uh, releasing two albums, 19 to 22. Well, it's three years. But do you think that these guys might be like a flash in the pan type of situation? Or do you think they've got longevity? Is their uniqueness, does it have staying power? I think because of their uniqueness and what they're doing, I think culturally they're probably speaking to a lot of people that are probably mostly ignored and probably don't really get a shout out for their culture. So in that, I think they are probably going to build a really solid base and they're probably going to get to do this uh, as long as they want to, which is pretty cool for them. That's true. Because they they have the chops. They have the, they're good musicians. They Mm -hmm. write solid songs. Yeah. It's really great. Is it going to be for everybody? Certainly not. Are they ever going to be, the number one band in the world? No, not a chance. Yeah, right. But I think they they certainly have something unique and interesting that they're going to build some really solid fans and really have like a long career. Sure. Um. Okay. So I want to get your opinion. I want to. I want to go back to Papa Roach. Okay. I want you to listen to the Papa Roach. Okay, yeah. Because I, I figure you probably didn't listen to it. No, I did not. No. Okay, all right. Yeah, no, it makes it very bad. You know what it makes it sound like? <laughs> they basically, the Who was like, you know, we want to sound like Imagine Dragons. Oh, yeah, I could see Dude, that. Honestly, it just sounded like an Imagine Dragons song. Okay, because, yeah. And I think a lot of that's probably because rhythmically, uh, Imagine Dragons does a lot of that stuff too, where they don't use a lot of like uh, snare and hi-hat and stuff. They just do a lot of like uh, bass drum and tom-toms. Yeah. Um, so you get this, that almost like uh, that kind of like traditional, uh, gosh, like tribal drumming feel. Yeah. Um, and I like Imagine Dragons. Um, I don't love them, but I, I think they make cool music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, as far I, as as far as pop bands go, I kind of I, I think they're I like about they're better sixty five percent of the stuff that they do. I yeah. like a lot of their. Stuff. I think it's great. I did like a workout class one time. Okay, listening to their music and I, I like it's really great music for getting you pumped up. Oh, okay, so but that's what that sounded like to me when you actually put an American singer singing these weirdly. You got to lock an elephant in a cage. <laughs> like it just sounded like bad Imagine Dragons, I guess. Yeah, yeah well, the I mean, throat singing adds a lot to this. <laughs> it adds a lot to their appeal, I think. I would agree. Well, and I also felt like with that song, they kind of pushed the who to the background. Like their lyrics and their music kind of became background to Papa Roach lead singer's vocals, which I just, I don't know. I didn't care for. Yeah. You know, so similar to this, but different, similar, but different thing. Have you ever listened to a band called Gogol Bordello? No, I don't think so. Okay, I think you might be interested. After this is over, I'll let you listen to it. Okay. Um, but it's kind of similar. Gogol Bordello is, they're an American band. Okay. Um, but they're kind of formed with like members from all over the world. So they make gypsy punk. 
Okay. So they kind of do like traditional uh, Romani music okay. mixed with punk music. That sounds very and, interesting. And they're kind of known for their like really raucous live shows. Like the like the lead singer is a fucking nutbag. Like he's wild. Uh, he's like this gypsy dude with a big mustache and long hair. And he like jumps around and he'll jump out into the crowd. And that sounds like a good time. It's really, really cool. And they're doing a similar thing where they have like accordions and violins. Okay. And they have like 10 members that play. And it's like a, like I said, it's kind of like punk music, yeah. but it's also this like traditional Eastern European, like gypsy music as well. What's, what's the name of this band? Gogol Bordello. Gogol Bordello? Yeah. Okay. Bordello. So G O G O L Gogol. Okay. Bordello, like Bordello of blood. Uh, okay. Like, so I don't know what a Bordello is. I don't either. I think it's like a whorehouse maybe. I don't know. You know um, who knows? Chat GPT. Chat GPT. There you go. But once once this is over, I'll let you listen to it. I think you might be uh, similar to this, where you'll be like, "Oh, this is neat." Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love stuff like that. I just, I don't know, experiencing weird stuff. I freaking love it. It makes me so happy. Um. So again, that's that's kind of what what jumped out to to me about. The Who and just throwing Papa Roach in there, I feel like is <sighs> yeah. Like, get it, out of here! It took a lot away from it. I did not care for that. <laughs> yeah, it was it was the worst. It was the worst. So anyway, um, well, I don't really know if I have much more to say about this. It it's, yeah, no, I don't think there's a ton. I mean, and that's always kind of the case with music. There's yeah. only so much we can talk about. It's a unique sound. I think that everybody should at least give it a try. Listen to one song. Actually, yeah, let's go with that, Thor. If you had to give one song, like, all right, to our audience or to our friends, they have, they're like, hey, have you heard The Who? And they go, no, who's that? You go, oh, man, you got to listen to them. Listen to blah. Oh, Wolf Totem. Wolf Totem. And I think there's a reason that's the one Papa Ro- they had Papa Roach sing on. I think that's a perfect encapsulation of that music. I think that one's a great yeah not, is it that's not my favorite i kind of like the softer ones a little bit sure um but if i were trying to show somebody like hey this is what they're about i think wolf totem's perfect because it has that sick music video of them riding motorcycles through the desert yeah um which i think part of seeing them visually and i think that's a big part of what they're doing i think it's great seeing them visually and doing this like kind of movie as well as like musically, I think it really captures what they're doing. That song feels like they're going to war. Yeah, it truly does. It feels like the that's the Mongols. <laughs> they're at the Great Wall of China. That's them banging on the wall like we're coming for you. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. It's like that would be fucking terrifying. It would be. If you heard that music and saw a, a sea of Mongol warriors. The only thing that outside, would stop it would be a teenage girl. Pretending to be a man. That's the only thing that would be able to stop that. What's that a reference to? Mulan. Oh, Mulan. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Took me as I yeah. 100%. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think Wolf Totem is a good pick. I think that one is probably the right pick for their for a good representation of what this band is. I would agree that I don't think it's their best song on the album, but it's, it's a... It's a great it, entry point. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great entry point. So if you had to rate this, 
Oh, let me see. Thinking about the Mongol culture and their history, what could I use as a good numbering system? Uh, number of. Uh, why don't we do? Um, how many strings on a stringed instrument should this music have? I'll try to keep it music based and not death total based. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so one to we don't like one to tens here. So let's do one to eleven strings on a ancient Mongolian instrument. Uh, sure. Yeah. Um. Uh, probably like four, five. Four? Okay. Yeah. Just for me personally, like, sure. um, I th- I do think it's very cool. I think it's good, but I just it just doesn't really do much for me. Okay. All right. Past couple songs, yeah. Sure. So the uniqueness gets them points, and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honest, honestly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love what they're doing. I think they're very cool, and I really hope they're very successful. Yeah. But it won't be from me listening to them and buying tickets to their shows. (laughs) No, you're not going to go. I would. I don't know, man. So I don't know if I would buy their albums. Actually, you would go see them live. If they played in the area, we'll definitely go see them. I would love. Yeah, actually, that was 100 percent wrong. I would love to see them live. I feel like that would be. But it certainly won't be from me buying their albums and merch. They won't be successful. (laughs) Sure. But I'll go see them for sure. You're not going to rep a who hoodie. Yeah, no. Yeah. Okay. well, that's fair. Um. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. We discussed the who. What do you think about the who? Who? The who. Yes, the who. But not the who. The who. All right. Moving on. Um, You can find us on all sorts of different places. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on threads. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us in an email. Tinder, Grindr. Uh, plenty of fish. Omega. All, da- all the dating apps. All of the dating <laughs> you, you apps. You can date me and Micah. Christian Mingles. Plenty of fish. We come as a pair. We yep. Both of us. It. We're like that interview scene in Step Brothers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have a joint. Pro- you're just, yeah, you're just talking. You'll be talking to Thor. I'll peek out behind and be like, "Hello, Miss Lady." <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what you can expect. Um, so yeah. Do you guys have any weird music recommendations? Again, weird is the word that I would use. This is certainly an oddity for us. Yeah. This is not for everybody, but if you want to hear something unique, check them out. And if you have something unique to send to us, send it to us, send us a message, find us on Instagram, send us an email. You can find us at getrecpod at gmail.com. It's G I T R E C D P O D at gmail.com. Uh, Thor, we have anything else to add to that? No, I don't think so. Just send us something. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, uh, we like recommendations from other people. Me and Mike are running out of stuff. So send us some shit to recommend. I'll never run out of things. (laughs) I've got an anime list. That's really long, Thor. I'm just trying not to overload you. (laughs) Yeah. Save me from anime, folks. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, with that being said, Thor next week, uh, what do you got for me? What are we jumping into? We're getting back into porn, Micah. Uh, <laughs> kind okay. of kind of okay <laughs> so there's this there's this movie i watched long ago that i really like it's called men in blacks and i think no um <laughs> i'm kidding uh all right so um we've kind of become really big fans of a24 is that we have the product? it's a24 correct okay i wasn't sure if it's 24 or 23 i don't know why no, In yeah, any case, A24. so the production company A24, um, I think they do a lot of good work, and mm-hmm. uh, 
I'm actually really excited they're doing Death Stranding Ooh, as a movie. I'm very so cool. excited Perfect. for that. Perfect yeah. thing to be transferred into a movie. Yeah. Um, in any case, so on Paramount Plus, they have a whole A24 selection. Okay. So that gives us pretty easy access to a film that I saw last year that I always kind of wanted to be on the show. Okay. And I think I uh, I think it'll be a good uh, good discussion piece. Okay. So the film is called Red Rocket. Okay. Let me give you a brief synopsis, and I need you to be aware there's probably going to be some s- tough stuff to stomach in this film. For okay. You. All right. Um, I think for anybody watching, and folks, just a heads up. This can be a little bit of a tougher watch, I think, for some people. Here's the basic synopsis of it. The main character is a washed-up porn actor. It's a man. He was a former porn actor, um, you know, in Hollywood. Okay. Ended up not working out for him. Once again, washed up. So he comes back to his small town in Texas. And he has to move in with his ex-wife and her mom. Uh, Throughout the course of the film, he ends up meeting a 16-year-old girl working at a donut shop and begins grooming her to be a porn star. Oh, geez. Basically starts starts dating her. This guy who's like in his late 30s starts dating this 16-year-old girl and grooming her to get into the porn industry. Jeez. Real lighthearted stuff. Yeah, it's a a little bit dark, (laughs) but truly it is... Uh, there are some really comical parts in it, okay. as well as I think it's a really great independent film. Is like it, Once again, it's from A24, so I don't know if you can categorize it as independent. Sure. Um, but it's definitely, it it's definitely feels like an independent film. Well, in A24, is, they're, they're willing to take risks with films and yeah, like make exactly. unique things. Yeah. yeah, so it's definitely an indie film, maybe not by an indie production company. Okay. I don't know if you can really categorize them as indie anymore because they've had so much success. Yeah, they just keep knocking it out of the things. park. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's a... We're going to have a lot to talk about. It's, oh, boy. <laughs> it's, <laughs> and, and folks, if you want to skip this one, I get it. It's definitely dealing with uh, some kind of like some sensitive... Uh, issues and uh <laughs> if you're gonna uh, skip topics. it though you gotta pay the toll all right you gotta find us on some platform and give us a review all yeah. right that's otherwise you gotta suffer through it yeah you gotta if, suffer through red if, rocket if i've gotta suffer through the porn you've gotta suffer through me talking about the porn <laughs> all right unless you write a review then you know go watch spongebob or something yeah okay so red rocket <laughs> Is what we're getting into. Red Rocket, uh, currently available on Paramount+. Plus. Okay. You know what's funny is, I think the A24 also does this movie called The Green Knight. I think that they do. Um, and it's a movie that I've wanted to watch for a bit. Oh, yeah, me too. I, I remember when that came out, I was like, it seemed interesting. Well, it's, it's based off of like an old Arthurian folktale type, mm-hmm. of, type yeah. of thing. So when you were like A24, so first of all, you said porn and i'm like uh and then you said a24 and i forgot all about the porn thing so we were like it's from a24 and i'm holding my fingers up across and i'm like the green knight the green knight the green and i don't know why i was expecting that or hoping for it when i knew that it was going to be about porn it's not the case anyway um so next week we're going to be talking about red rocket go watch it 
Um, you can find it on Paramount Plus. Next week, come back. Take a take a listen to us discussing it. Regardless of what I think or what Thor thinks, it's got to be an entertaining conversation. And from and it is a good film. I believe um, they won a couple of awards or at least were nominated for some awards. So sure. it is it is like a. Uh, it has like some positive critical response to yeah. it. I mean, it's A24, which automatically is going to take it up a couple points in in my book. Uh, just just every, uh, everything everywhere all at once. Um, Swiss Army Man. Anything that we've seen or covered here, I've I've enjoyed. Yeah, yeah same by same. them. So um, there you go. You can find us on Instagram. You, have I already covered this? Yeah, you already did okay. that stuff. All right. Let's get to right. the end. All right. Okay. <laughs> so, until next time, folks. As always. You get wrecked out there. Stay wrecked. Thor, we need to serenade them with some Mongolian throat singing. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Oh. Whoa.